0: You know the thing about failing is it's better to try and fail than not to try at all. Because if you if you don't try at all, then you'll always wonder what if. You know.
1: Hello there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator Podcast. My name is Sam Hind, I'm your host and if you have got a direct selling business, whether you're in party plan, network marketing, MLM, if you identify as any of those or you're thinking of starting your very first business, you are in the right place. I get the honor and privilege of speaking with some incredible individuals who have already walked the road before you and have got incredible knowledge and experience to share, and today is absolutely no exception. In this episode, I got the honor and privilege of interviewing the beautiful uh, Jerry Taylor Suede, who was not only one of the very founding consultants of one of the biggest direct selling companies globally, but she also came from... From no experience, very little knowledge, uh, and no understanding of what she was getting herself in for. In fact, Jerry started her Senegence business almost 25 years ago now. She was one of the very first ever consultants in the company, and she had very little experience or understanding for the industry, but within a couple of years, she decided to go full-time into this business and has never looked back. Whilst Jerry has experienced the ups and downs that we all experience when we go into business for the first time, and she shares some of these really honestly in this episode, she also became one of the top performing consultants, having brought in over $90 million of company revenue over her career in this business. She also achieved uh, $6.5 million in team sales within her first few years in the business. And I'm so super excited for Jerry herself to share some of this experience and this journey with you in this episode. Most importantly, and what I loved about Jerry is the fact that she didn't have any preconceived ideas, but she also didn't have anybody who had walked the walk before her like you've got today. So she had to carve her path forward and boy, oh boy, did she do exactly that. She she shares some really amazing tips, experiences and learnings along the journey and she has got an attitude that I know for so many people in this industry we could really, really carve from and use as we move forward ourselves and I really was excited to not only have this conversation with her but most importantly about sharing this conversation with you. So, Grab yourself your pen and paper because as always, there's going to be loads of golden nuggets shared in this episode today. Get comfy, get yourself a cup of tea or coffee, sit back, relax and enjoy. Meet Jerry Taylor Swade. Well, hello there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm Sam Hind, and I am so excited today to be joined by the absolutely beautiful Jerry Taylor-Swade, the first queen of Senegence, which we'll talk all about in a minute. Welcome on in, Jerry. Thank you so very much. I'm very excited to be here. And I'm so excited to chat with you. I've really loved getting to know you a little bit better and hearing about your amazing story and you know, it's not all of that. Not all that often that I get to talk to somebody uh, in the field who is living and breathing the business every day. Um, and you've been doing this for over twenty-four years. Did I get that right? That's correct. I'm in my yeah. beginning twenty-fifth year right now. Wow. Now, hang on. If you're in a marriage, what is that anniversary? We we've got to be getting close to diamond by now, surely. I. That's a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. We're going to work that out and we're going to lobby to senators, and we're no, going to let them know. Sure. <laughs> 25 years is rubies or something really fun. We'll work that out for you. Rolex
0: maybe?
1: <laughs> Rolex, Rolex, that works. Oh, Tiffany perhaps. <laughs> um, but look, it is so great to have you in here, Jerry. And I know there's going to be so much power in in this chat. I know for a lot of our listeners who are in the process of growing their business, whether they've been in there with their company for many years or they're just starting out. But just before we sort of get into your journey in direct selling, do you want to tell us a little bit about Jerry and uh, you know who you are today, uh, so we can get to know you a little bit better?
0: Sure. Well, I am. Uh... A wife and a mom of two. And my son and my daughter are, my daughter's almost 40. She's going to kill me for saying that. And my son is 41. And I am a Mima of four. That's my biggest accomplishment right there. That's my (laughs) heart right there Mm -hmm. is my family. And I am a faith, a person of faith. And that's also a big part of my life. And so I'm all about God, family and
1: business. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty a much great combination right there. I think, uh, I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jerry, you sort of gone through the process of, you know, joining the business when, it, were your kids really young when you joined or had you, you well, if, if your daughter they was were, like 40, they were they were, yeah. They were middle school, middle,
0: middle school, school age
1: yeah. when I joined. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Let's just start with, you know, the question that might be on some people's lips right now. I just introduced you as the first queen of Senegents. Now, that's actually a title, and I would love for you to explain that to our listeners. I understand Senegents. I know how that ranking works, and it's a very, very special thing. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that so they understand how special this is?
0: It really is special because when Joni rogers Conte started the company, she wanted titles that meant something for women that's different than what was in the marketplace already for drug Mm -hmm. sellers. And I actually was in the meeting when within the first, I think it was about the first six months of the company when she said, you know, I really want titles that have meaning. Well, Princess Diana had just died and we were talking about how she was so not only beautiful but she emulated everything in a woman that we thought was so admirable mm-hmm. and so Joni said what about royalty names and that's how it started and so wow. when when you become a sensigence distributor and you achieve different levels there's levels of royalty names and the queen is 5 million or more in a year's amount of time and the year that I became queen was in my second my third year of being a distributor and my team did 6.5 million dollars that year wow. and so I was the first queen to achieve that and I was the only queen for 14 years and then we had a huge growth spurt and we had a lot of younger really top-notch women come into the company which was really great cuz we needed that new blood and they surpassed me so they have bigger titles than i do now but um uh, because what's beyond
1: queen a monarch
0: empress oh, wow. like <laughs> yeah there's there's lots of royalty names you can imagine but it was, yeah. it, it was an honor for me to have that title then and to yeah. stay at that title now. And um, it, you know, I, I, I'm very proud of that. And I, yeah. I love the fact that when women come into the company, we wear crowns. And when we wear our crowns, a lot of girls go, I don't really want a crown, but when they work for it and they actually achieve it, they
1: want that crown. <laughs> yeah, it totally changes it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, we And we've got a photograph of you with your crown as queen. We'll, we'll put that um, on the screen for those that are watching the podcast so they can see what that's like. And I've been to... One of your events um, uh, in the U.S. and I, I did see you know many of the leaders walking around very proudly wearing tiaras and crowns, which is really mm-hmm. beautiful. Real, it's it's a really special. It is something that sets the company apart, um, mm-hmm. and I love that pride. Um, and also, there's a beautiful camaraderie. I noticed everyone's really there to support each other in that sense, and it's it's really wonderful to see. Yes. Um, and you were the the first and only queen for did you say fourteen years? Yes. Years. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And look, one of the things I probably should have mentioned when we first started chatting—this for me is probably one of the biggest things—you're actually a pioneer distributor. Yes. Um, you didn't join a company with lots of people, right? Do you want to just tell people a little bit about what that looked like for you, because it was just you, right? I
0: didn't even know it was direct selling, and <laughs> so I I met Joni at a trade show. In, and I didn't know this at the time, but it was the first time that she had ever shown lip sense, which is what we're famous for. And that was what we started the company with for the very first time. And I was there to actually start another business. And I was looking for things that I could put in my boutique that I was going to open up. And I saw, and I'd been in the beauty industry. I did hair and I was a makeup artist. And so I saw the sign that said lipstick that stayed on all day. And I'm like, yeah, right. There's no such thing. <laughs> and so I went over and I was very curious. And I went over and um, I said, does it really work? And, and she said, yes, it really does. Do you, have you had lunch yet? And I said, no. And she said, well, why don't you put it on and, and tre- test it out? I'm like, okay. And I put
1: on red. I love that. Put it on before you yes. eat. I, <laughs> I put on
0: red. Uh, it was called red cherry at the time. That was the color. We we don't have that color now, but that was the color then. And so I went and had a hamburger and I went in the bathroom and I went, oh my gosh, after I ate, I was like, it is still there. And I ran, <laughs> literally ran back. But the lady that was standing next to me in the bathroom, I said it out loud. I said, This stuff is still there? And she goes, what are you talking about? And I said, this lipstick. Look, I just ate a hamburger. She goes, I need that stuff. So I grabbed her hand. This is literally true. I grabbed her hand, and I said, come with me. Let's go find it. And it was a huge trade show, and I couldn't remember where it was up. So I was trying to find the row row that it was in. And I went up, and and I said... (laughs) What is the minimum you have to purchase? Because that's what I was told to say, because it was a wholesale buying show. And he and said, <laughs> well, you can buy one for yourself retail, or you can buy it wholesale if you want. All you need to do is sign up to be a distributor. And I said, okay, sign me up. And she goes, you mean like right now sign you up? I said, yeah, sign <laughs> me up. And she's like, okay. So she handed me a paper, because it was way back then. We didn't have any cell phones or anything. Yeah. and. I was filling out my paperwork and the girl next to me said, I want to sign up. So Joni said, okay, well you'll sign up under her. And I'm like, oh, wow. and I didn't understand what was happening. And so I didn't know it was direct sales. And honestly, if I would have known, I don't know if I would have done it or not, but probably I still would have because I found a product that I believed in. And that's, that's yeah. the key, you know, that's the key. But when when Joni told me that that she handed me a baggie, a literal, do you guys call them baggies in Australia? I don't know. Plastic baggie?
1: Oh, we, uh, yeah, no, okay. but I know what you mean. A baggie, a baggie here is more like what you use to pick up dog poo, oh. but that's okay. We, I know what you mean. <laughs> like a sandwich bag? <laughs> we often have a laugh at the differences, okay. but that's okay. You can okay. Well, anyway, she, she gave me a plastic
0: little bag with six colors and a lip gloss and an oops remover. And she said, let me know when you're successful. That was my training. Because there was no printed material. There was no, there was nothing. She had just started and she opened Mm -hmm. the company in April and I signed up July 7th. So the the company was so brand new and Joni was just doing her business out of a trailer at the time. And, um, and so I, I lived in Washington state and this was in California where I signed up. So I flew back to Washington and I just started showing it what I had in that little baggie. I just started showing it to people. And my cheerleader, I was a cheerleading coach and my cheerleaders wanted it. Their mom, their moms um. wanted it. And that's how I started my business. And then Joni called me and she said, did you know that you're going to get a commission check? And I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, it would have been a $1,200, but instead it's like 63 And I'm like, what do you mean it could have been? And she goes, well, this is direct selling. So she had to explain to me that how it worked. <laughs> And so I'm like, yeah, that's when I made the decision. I better figure this out and understand this business because I think I can make some good money here. So that's how it started.
1: So hang on. You were literally accidentally a direct seller.
0: Accidentally.
1: Mm-hmm. You're an accidental direct seller. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for those that are wondering, you know, I will also point you all in the direction of we actually interviewed Joni Rogers-Kante a little while mm-hmm. ago uh, on this very same podcast and she shared that founding story, how she came up with the unique product, which is now LipSense and what the company is known mm-hmm. for, which Jerry's just explained. And it it actually came back to an experience she had just as a mum it's a really amazing story and what that journey yes. looked like, and she was very honest about that. So I highly recommend it. It's one of our most popular episodes. We'll put the link in the show notes as well if you want to check that one out next and, and get that background. Um, but I just, I'm loving this, Jerry. This whole, I, because one of the, my next question was, you know, why did you make the decision to go into direct selling? You've just answered that. You didn't. <laughs> you accidentally fell into mm-hmm. direct selling. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so I just want to know, you know, when you, and you've talked a little bit about this, um, just very briefly, but I want to elaborate on this for a moment. You know, one of the things that we hear from people a lot is, oh, I'm not successful because I don't have an upline. I'm not successful because the company is not providing me training that is suitable. I'm not successful because I'm not getting the support from the company or the guidance that I need. And I I just want to, you know, I'm I'm not a big one for excuses. Our beautiful Rise Up Inner Circle members know I'm I'm a tough love person and you know you make mm-hmm. your success. And Jerry, you started in a business where you did you you just explained what the training was that you received. So, you know, to to turn your business. Did you say within three years you had achieved over six million dollars um yeah. throughout your team? Yes. Did I hear that right? Okay. I want to know from someone who had no idea who had no background training, who literally had fallen into this industry by accident, how do you grow a business to over $6 million within three years without the support, without the training, literally as a pioneer distributor?
0: <laughs> You're going to laugh at this and you guys, most of you are going to go, oh, my gosh, she's so old. But this is the deal. When I started, we, I didn't even know what email was. And I had just gotten a computer because I owned a construction company at the time. And I just gotten a computer and my son, who was in seventh grade, had to show me how to start it and turn it on and everything. And Joni sent a, a, um, a newsletter out, a literal printed newsletter to our home addresses. And she said, I would suggest, girls, that you get an email and that you get a website. And I'm like, what the heck is a website? I didn't even know the difference. Right. So I'm like, you know what, I need to start doing a newsletter for the people that I've signed up. So I started sending them out in the mail, the slow snail mail to people. But then I started asking them, do you have an email address? And I started sending newsletters. I was the very first person in the company to actually do a newsletter to their team. And I, and then I was the very first distributor to ever have a URL of my own, jerrytaylorswade.com. And Joni told me to do that too. So Joni's always been on the cutting edge of everything and I just kind of do what yeah, she tells just, me to do. Like, I, I didn't know any different. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, if somebody tells me to do that. But Joni was super busy trying to build the business. So she wasn't, she really didn't give me that much of a, like, not I, not support. She did give me support. But it was just like, not, she wasn't my upline necessarily because she was too busy running the company and trying to do all those things. And so when people tell me Mm. that I don't have an upline, you know, or there's no training, I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's, that really isn't, that's an, that's an excuse because all you have to do is open your mouth and tell people what you do and what you have. And some people are going to say yes. And some people are going to say no. And some people are going to say maybe, and that's the way it will always be, no matter how many years you're in the business. And you just keep going. You just keep going and going and going. And you take those people that say yes and you build relationships with them or the people that say maybe, you just put them on the side and go back to them later. And the people that say no, sometimes it's just because of timing. And so sometimes you run into Mm -hmm. them later and it's a better time or whatever. And that's regarding selling product and or signing up as distributor. But what I did was, I started with my warm market, which is what I didn't even know it was called the warm market, but that's what I did because I was a cheerleading coach. I owned a business. So I just showed the product to people that I ran into every single day anyway. And that's how I started it. And then I started doing trade shows because Joni said we need to do trade shows to get the product out there to people because there was no internet. Mm. Like there was. I mean, internet was like barely starting back then. Right. So nobody even knew what social yeah. media, there was no such thing as social media. No, there was no such
1: thing like as social that. media. So no.
0: I just started uh, doing trade shows and gathering customers and then the reorders. And then I was signing people up. And then I was signing people up that were doing trade shows too. And they were signing people up. And so before I knew it, I had, uh, people on my downline that I didn't even know who they were and they were on my downline and um and Joni when when I became queen I had no idea Joni said when you come to our conference which is called seminar I suggest you bring a beautiful gown I'm like okay like why and she said you're going to need it and I'm like okay so I went and bought the most expensive gown I'd ever bought in my life. And um, I never went to prom when I was in high school. So um, uh, it was a really fun experience for me. So when I got there is when I found out I had made queen and that my team had done $6.5 million, which I had no idea that it had.
1: So Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. Um, I love that story. You know, it just reminds me that sometimes the the reason that we have um, this idea of restriction in our minds is because we've listened to what other people have said. And, you know, it's funny because if you didn't know that you had competition, if you didn't know that people had any negative perception perhaps around direct selling, if you didn't know that people might say no, you know wouldn't you wouldn't you uh, approach the business in such yeah. a different way and i think sometimes that that um that i guess restriction we place on ourselves comes from this knowledge that we have that kind of gets in the way it's like if you didn't know you could fail what would you do and in this case you didn't know that you could fail because it didn't it didn't really occur to you you were just you know kind of like a kid for the first time you know um I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, one of my kids was getting a little bit challenged by, he's doing a particular sport and he, um, well actually it was last night. I thought about this again. It's probably an even better example of this. He's trying to learn trumpet and, uh, you know, I'm trying to be very supportive of this, but he's getting really frustrated because he feels like it's really hard, which it is when you first start learning, but he's got it in his head that he could fail. And, it occurred to me that when a child starts learning to walk, it never occurs to them that they might fail. And so they keep getting up and trying yeah. and trying and trying again. And it sort of reminds me what you were just talking about then, Jerry. that it didn't even occur to you that this might not work. It didn't, You. it wasn't really a thought process. You were just doing yeah. it and going through the motions like, well, this is, just how yep. it is. This is just what I'm doing. And and look at the success that automatically turned into just by you opening your mouth I and talking. Mean, that's I what love you that. Do. Just, open, I your that all just a, open your mouth and talk. the
0: time Just open your mouth. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know anything that you're doing or anything yeah. that you're selling <laughs> if you don't let them know. That's, that's like right. the very first thing you do is open yeah. your mouth and let people know. And and you know the thing about failing is it's better to try and fail than not to try at all because if you if you don't try at all then you'll always wonder what if you know
1: yeah I meant to that, you know, and the reason people don't open their mouth is simply because they think again they might fail. It's just that thought process. Just, just, <laughs> just think like a child learning to walk. Just don't, don't even let it enter your thought process. Because I just love what you did with that, and um, I just want to throw it out there too. You know, some people might be thinking, "Oh, but you know, it was a startup company, and it was a company that." you know, so people hadn't heard of it. So, of course, you could be successful because it was brand new and you came on as a pioneer, but that isn't true either because, number one, there are still so many people that haven't heard of Senegence out there. And, you know, honestly, um, I love the product. I I will often get asked what on earth is that lipstick. In fact, I was speaking at an event in the U.S. a, a, a few months ago And I was talking to the founder of this company. It was another direct selling company. I told Joni about this because I was having a good laugh about it. And I introduced you to the wife of this person afterwards because he came up to me and Greg was standing next to me and he goes, look, I'm not hitting on your wife. This is the exact wording he used. He goes, I'm not hitting on your wife, but I've got to know you've got a coffee cup in your hand right now and you are wearing the brightest, most beautiful color lipstick I've ever seen, but uh, you not a, a... budge of it has come off on your cup and I haven't seen you touch that lipstick up all day he goes what on earth he said have you tattooed your lips like what are you wearing and I I said to him it's really funny because it's another direct selling company as in you guys are in the same space and it's amazing how little we know about each other right Um, and he said I need that for my wife so it's just a a reminder that you can assume everyone already knows but they don't right No,
0: and they don't, and I've heard people say that before, but I'll tell you what, I think that it's way harder, like, I can't even say, like, capital W-A-Y, harder to be a pioneer and in a startup company than not, because there's no systems in place, there's nothing, there's no training, there's no printed material, there's no website. There's no yeah. there's
1: no anything. There's no proof that anyone's gone before you and shown you it can be done. Like you're you you don't have that no. story to say, hey, he here's, here's the proof, right?
0: That that's right. And and a lot of times when I when I talk to people about, you know, what direct selling company should they join, I talk to them about find a proven company. Well, mm. I didn't do that because <laughs> my company wasn't proven, but but I think it's better if you do find one that's proven, because uh, especially if they belong to the DSA, because then you know they're ethical. And I think yeah. that makes a big difference when somebody's deciding whether they want to join a direct selling company yeah. or not.
1: I think, you know, what you've said is is sort of true but sort of not. In a way, you went away and proved the product immediately and you were able to do that with the product because of the nature of what the product is. But the other thing is that there's a cultural element to every company that, that's out there. And, you know, you, you met Joni, the founder, the creator, um, and you were able to make that cultural connection with her and feel what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And I guess that for me is probably the piece of advice I would offer, which actually I think is the same thing. You know, it proven, but it's 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 more about you feeling a connection and yeah. an alliance. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. yeah, and and having that, um, you, knowing that it's congruent with you. You know, if I, if you uh, join a company because. You can see other people are making lots and lots of money, but you just don't feel quite congruent with it ethically and culturally. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make it the right it company. Just it does You have else to believe well. in
0: it. You have to believe yeah. in especially I think for women mostly, I feel like women really need to be connected to the products that they're representing because mm-hmm. we are a, we are representing products. If we're in direct sales or if we're in network yeah. marketing, we are representing products and yeah. uh, you have to love them. You have to believe in them. You have to have a passion for what you're doing. And that's one of the other things that I tell people if they're looking for a direct sales company is find a company that sells products that you love, that you, that yeah. you have a connection with, that you, um, that, you know, for people, some people would say makeup, skincare, eh, that's not my thing. And that's fine because there's so many direct sales companies or network marketing companies out there that have other products that you would fall in love with, like maybe animal products or, you know, personal, whatever, um, nutrition or whatever. There's so many things, but you have to have a passion for what you're doing and what you're selling. Um, because otherwise you come across phony, I think, because you don't love what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's transparent, isn't it? People can yeah. feel it. And, yes. you know, uh, I was um, actually speaking to our inner circle members this morning and talking to them about how when you go into a conversation and you already know what you think that conversation is going to look like and you, um, you know, you assume that you're going to get a no, you're going to create that. you yep. people can feel it. It's yep. almost as though it's like you're saying without saying to them, please just say no to me and get it out of the way. You know, if people feel that you're not, you don't believe in the product. You don't believe in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people will say, I don't feel like I know enough about the product yet to be able to talk about it. And can
0: I, I really, it's that? really
1: not. Yes okay. because I I think you and I probably feel the same way about this okay. so please do. All right,
0: so the thing about knowing enough about the product is you don't need to know. All you need to know is that it works for you and or it works for someone that you know. Like you can say I know so and so or my daughter or my husband or whatever. Because when you have a belief about the product It's going to come through. You might not know all of the ins and outs. You might not know all the features and benefits. You might not know all the ingredients. But it doesn't matter because you can, people pick up on your passion and people pick up on your belief. And then if they ask you a question you don't know, you just say, you know what? I don't even know that yet. But I certainly would look that up for you and get back to you because maybe they say, like in in my business, they might say, Well, I'm allergic to this ingredient. Do you have this ingredient? Well, I don't know every single ingredient in every single one of our products, although I'm pretty well versed at it now. But somebody that's brand new might not know. But all they have to do is say, you know what? I know where to find that answer, and I will get back to you with that. That's all you have to do. You don't have to know everything. And it's your, it's your passion and your belief and your excitement because excitement is the very first thing. Like when you become a new distributor, you don't really know anything about anything, but you're so dang excited about starting your business or you're excited about the product because more than likely you became a distributor because you love the product. I mean, normally that's the way it usually goes, but not always. Sometimes it's because you see the business opportunity or whatever, but it's still about excitement. It's, and that's one of the feeling wheel, you know, you go on that feeling wheel and excitement is always at the top of the feeling wheel and people it's, it's, it's contagious. It's very contagious and people
1: believe you when you're real and authentic. So. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I love that. Really, really powerful point. And um, I I just want to ask, you know, if somebody else is, uh, you know, just starting out with their direct selling company Uh and or their direct selling business Uh and um, they are wanting some guidance for where should I even start? You know, what advice would you provide to somebody? So you've obviously worked with many people as they're starting out. What is some of, what's some of the advice you would provide to somebody to really kickstart their business off on the right foot?
0: Well, usually the, the company has a system in place. They have a success system in place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to follow the system because yep. they know more than you. The people that have gone before you know more than you. The company owners know more than you the distributors that have helped create the systems no more than you. And if you just follow the system and, and as a new distributor, you know, here's one, you know, this point and this and this point, do these three things first and then, you know, whatever the company says. And then once you do that, then, then you go to the next thing. In the meantime, be listening to trainings, to podcasts, to the company that you're with always has all kinds of training within the company. And then with yep. outside of the company, there's all kinds of trainings as well, just like this podcast we're doing right now. These are the yeah. kind of things that you can do to learn and to glean and to gain confidence. Because when you first start your business, you really don't have a lot of confidence, but you have belief in something, otherwise you wouldn't assign that bottom line. So you probably believe in the products and you believe in the company. So that's what you have to go for first. And then as you start gaining experience and by opening your mouth and talking to people and you you start meeting other people in the company and you start watching the trainings and you start listening to whatever podcast you have um, available outside or inside the company or whatever, then you start gaining knowledge and you start gaining confidence because confidence comes from knowledge and you know, it's knowledge is power. And so once you have the knowledge but you don't have it at first and that's okay, everybody starts out the same. Everybody starts out with no knowledge really, or yeah. no, they don't know anything. And then they gain the confidence and they gain more insight into the company and how it works and they gain more knowledge about the products and and they're able to speak with confidence and that's I mean that takes time that normally I think for most distributors I see that it usually takes between a year to two years of really working your business and learning and growing until you really feel confident enough to
1: really say you know, I, I've got a grasp on this now. Yeah, It takes time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's so true. And I think that's, you know, a lot of wise words spoken there, Jerry, especially for those who are feeling that right now. And I think there are some people that have been in the company they're with for a long time and feel like there's all these new products that keep coming in and, and they don't know them. But, you know, one of the things that, uh, that really stands out for me is you don't actually have to. You know, lead with every product. You know, I I know even with um, Senogens, we'll use as an example because obviously it's the company we're highlighting today. But you know, if you were, um, you know, really passionate about lip scents, you don't you can lead with that. You don't have to lead with shadow scents and all of the skincare and the hair care. And you you may you may never talk about the hair care. You may rarely talk about the skincare, although, you know, it's it's good to get to know all of the products. But at the end of the day, talk about what you care about and you're passionate about because, like you said, Jerry, that's what's infectious and that people will feed off. You know, they'll feed off the excitement you have about the product you love the most. You don't need to lead with a product simply because the company has said, this is our newest product, you know, here's the shiny new thing that you need to promote yeah, you can learn about it. You can promote it, but lead with what, what you care about, because that's right. What and and
0: you need to be a product of the product, whatever company you're with, you need to be a product of the product because you cannot sell something. I'm in fact, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't
1: no <laughs> sell something
0: unless I know how to use it. And I've used it and I'm like, well, I didn't really, you know, I didn't use it right at first. And well, oh, for instance, okay, we just got lashes. We got we got actual um, do-it-yourself lashes. Oh and wow! Everything. Okay. Yes, and they are um, the Joni partnered with another lady that's an amazing lady that already had a company that was doing billions or whatever. And so we have this company formed or this partnership. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not really a lash person, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. And I put them on yesterday for the first time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I need to tell people the experience that I had because it's the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. I had glue all over I was dropping the lashes on my face. I mean, it was hysterical, but you know, you have to be real. That's the thing. You have to be real. But if I've never used the lashes and, or if I've never used one of my other products and somebody asks me, well, how do you use it? Or did you like it or whatever? I'm, I can't lie. I'm not going to lie because I'm I'm a person of integrity. So I have to know what the product is. So I'm going to use it first and I'm going to, you know, find out the good, bad, and the ugly, or
1: what I think of it, and yes. then I'll go from there. And, you know, the thing about that too is that builds tr- real trust as well. You know, yeah. when someone sees you do that and then yes. they see you talk about the lip sense or another product, and you're telling them how much you love it, and here's how you use it, the belief in what you're saying is going to be so much stronger because you've been so honest about something. It doesn't mean that you but you badmouthed it, And I'm sure that that's not what happened in this case, but it's, Hey, and I would be exactly the same, by the way, I'm afraid of lashes because, you know, <laughs> like I'm not ambidextrous enough for a start. Um, but I also, you know, the only time I've ever worn lashes was on my wedding day. And I felt like I had something on my face the whole time. I really no. struggled with it, but yet I look at other people and I go, you look amazing. And I wish I could do that. Maybe one day I will, but you know, it's, it's that honesty, especially for people. You know, that there's lots of me's out there that would feel the same way, and when they see you pretending that you you just got it right the first time, it makes them feel sometimes a little bit like oh, I'm something wrong with me. Right. Um, but seeing that is so powerful, and it's you know when we do our 14 day challenges, we often include fails in that. So one of the the days that we do a strategy will often include a day where you share a fail. That related to something that you did with the business or the product and it might be a failed recipe attempt you know a failed you know shaker attempt we've had things like people have, you know with uh, healthcare companies will you know I had one where someone actually had a photo of this where they had put uh, their smoothie in their shaker to shake it but forgotten to do the pop top lid up and of course it hit the roof and it just went everywhere oh my um, gosh and you know like, that's the sort of thing when you share that people go, that's real. I can yes. relate to that. Yes. You know, the blender top, I forgot to put the top of the, bl- hold the blender lid down or, you know, I've got glue all over my face, all of these sorts of things. So yeah, I, I really respect that, Jerry, and I think that's a great piece of advice for people because I think, especially on social media, I have to show up perfect all the time, and that is the biggest lie anyone has ever, ever
0: told. No, you it's have to true. be real. People tell me all the time, I watch your videos because you're just real, and you just tell it like it is, and, yeah. and I and, and I do,
1: and I tell them like it is, you know, and I... I want to go watch the glue face video now. I want to see this. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, Oh, I dropped it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, where is the date thing? That's so funny. I love it. Um, Jerry, you know, over the last 18 months, you know, so much has happened. Um, you know, how have you, you know, you've been in this business for over 24 years. You've obviously established a very successful business. You've got so much experience, but how have you not really the last 18 months anymore? Is it the last few years, how have you had to adapt your own business and what's that look like for you? Was it an easy process? Was it a challenging process? Did it just kind of happen? No, it didn't just happen.
0: <laughs> this is the thing. Sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do anyway. And I, when we had the lockdown, my business was pretty much personal, one-on-one, belly to belly, if you want to call it that type of business, that's how I'd always done my business networking groups, you know, um, makeovers with people where they would come into my office and things like that. And so when we had the shutdown, I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, these young girls, they've got social media down and, you know, I, I, I'm just going to have to do it. I'm just going to have to learn. So I, I taught myself how to do a reel. um, I, you know, I did a, a YouTube channel. I would already done some YouTube videos and oh my gosh, I look back on the ones that I did at the beginning and they're like so embarrassing, but they're still there. <laughs> and yeah. you know, but it's okay. It's a learning process. And I, uh, I just went, I literally worked harder during that time for the first, I don't know what, I don't even know how, like, how long were we, it feels like forever that we were locked down. But yeah. I remember thinking that I, I need to be in front of the camera, like all the time. Like I need to be doing makeovers. I need to be showing people. I need to be doing, um, you know, uh, how to do an eye or whatever. And I'd never done that before, but I'm like, okay, you can teach it. An old dog, new tricks. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an old dog, but I can learn new tricks. And I did. And I, I learned. I taught myself how to do it. I watched other people do it. I learned from what they did. And I um I just kept going. Like that. This to me the key to a successful legacy business is just keep going and yeah. adjust when you need to adjust because yep. companies a lot, there's a lot of companies that don't adjust to new things and they go down and, and yep. I needed to adjust. I knew I needed to adjust the way I did my business in order to stay afloat during mm-hmm. a very difficult time for all businesses. And yep. so I stayed afloat and I thank God for that. I thank God that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he gave me the knowledge or the, the want to, or the persistence that I needed, um, the inside persistence that I needed to just keep going. Um, because there was a lot of people that quit. I lost a lot of my team during that time because they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't do my business. I don't want to do live videos. I don't want to do that. And like, okay, Mm. well, if you don't want to do that, you're not going to be in business. I mean, I yeah. just tell it like it is. You're not going to be in business if you can't adjust and sometimes yeah. step back and look at yourself and say, you know what? I, I need to change something or I'm not going to make it.
1: You know? Yeah. And, you know, what a on that note, you know, you again, you've seen so many people in this industry, uh, in your team, in other mm-hmm. teams. Um, all sorts of personalities, all sorts of methods and ways of growing a business. What are some of the common mistakes you see other distributors making that leads to failure in this industry? They quit.
0: <laughs> it's a good one. I mean, yep. no, no, I don't mean. I don't mean they. I, I, I mean they quit. They quit like doing the work. It takes yep. work. It's not mm-hmm. a get rich quick scheme. It's work and whatever your company says the work is that's what you have to do and if you quit doing it your company your business is not going to go anywhere and then you get to the point where you're like oh i'm not making any money nobody's buying from me blah 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 you get into this you know you're at the the feeling wheel on the bottom of the feeling wheel now and you're totally in um denial and you're saying that nobody nobody this nobody that uh, you know and you're not willing to s- take the steps that it takes if you're willing to take yeah. the steps that it takes you will always i've never seen it not happen where you are always yeah. go back up to that feeling where you're at the top again and be at the top again and your excitement is there and your business is doing good but you um you have to take the steps to equal the results And whatever those steps are for every company, it's a little different. And for us, it's it's getting in front of people and talking to them about the skincare and the makeup and showing them how to do it. And, you know, that kind of stuff, as far as the sales part goes, and as far as the team goes, I've seen leaders just because they're depressed or because their business is not doing great. They just stop leading. They just stop leading their team. And then their team is like, what happened to our leader? She like disappeared off the yeah. planet. And so they get discouraged. And so if you are a leader, if you have one person in your downline, you're a leader. So yeah. you you have to know, you don't need to know how to lead. You can learn how to lead. But if you are, if you have a downline, then you need to learn how to help them and encourage them at the same time. And it might be, it might be your brand new and you sign up somebody right away and they're brand new. So then you just learn together. But the thing is, honestly, if you fail in this business, it's because you don't open your mouth and you stop doing the things that you know you're supposed to do. End of story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I just want to pick up on something you just said there. Um, which I think is really powerful you know a lot of people will uh, be looking for a number they're like looking for that moment where they become the leader or they it, it they that they've earned the right to be leading um, and so they're looking for you know oh, well, when I've got a team of 10 or I've got a team of five I'm gonna that's when I'm gonna step into that role and the thing is that you've got to start doing it before it's happened mm-hmm. Um you know, it starts with one. And it, it's, it's like that with any business, you know, start the way you intend to finish. Yes. And, you know, I, I, it was probably one of the best pieces of advice I got from from one of my first ever business coaches who said to me, you know, the decision that you're making right now, is that based on where you're currently at? Or would you make a different decision if your business was where you want to go? You know, how how is your behavior mm-hmm. right now relating to the business right. that you want to have versus right. the business you do have? And you know, leading starts. I love what you said there, Jerry. It starts with one, one person. You know, being be the business for one customer that you're gonna be for a hundred. Be the leader for one person that you're gonna be for fifty or a yes. thousand or yes. whatever that looks like. Because you have to learn from somewhere and whatever mistakes you make with one, if you don't iron those out early on, they're going to be big mistakes later on if you're making them with 50 or 100. And, you know, we don't get given any more responsibility than what we're capable of handling, right? So, you know, if you want a team of 50, you're not going to get that till you are ready for it and you've earned it and you've leveled up to it. And that takes a little bit of time. So, I love that. Lead now with one. Lead with none. <laughs> Pretend I, you've got one I, until you've got that's one. Right. Very mm. true, Jerry. I've I've got a, a really big question here for you. I don't know where you're going to go with this one, but I would love to know if you were starting your business over again. You know, is there anything that you would do differently, or would you do things exactly the same as you you did?
0: I would do things exactly the same as I did because I yeah like you said, sometimes ignorance is bliss and I didn't need to know everything. And I just, I just did what I believed in, what I loved and I grew and my team grew. I didn't do it all. My, the people that were on my team did it too. And they were doing their thing and I was doing my thing. And, and we all came together in a team and, you know, team starts with one And I, I I really don't know if I would have done anything different because I had to learn as I went. Like I, I had to learn, Um, you know, you learn, you learn and you grow and then you learn some more and then you grow some more and you never quit learning. So I, I wouldn't have wanted to know it all then, because I think maybe it would have been too much and I would have, I don't know, but maybe I would have said, I, I, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if I can do this. You know what I mean? So you just go, you just do it. You just start, you just start, take that first step. That's all you need to do is just start say yes to an opportunity because opportunities don't come around that often. They can actually really change your life. And when you do have an opportunity that comes along, say yes, and then figure out how to do it. You don't have to know everything before then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so important. The how really isn't important, is that You work that out as you go. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love everything that you said there. I think that's really powerful and just stepping into the opportunity, giving it a go. And I I just want to throw something out there. I think we need to unlearn some stuff. Like we actually need to take some of the knowledge we have and we need to kind of throw it away because <laughs> it's not serving us. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to being toddlers right. or even babies in this instance, um, because. I really think there's so much preconceived concepts and ideas, um, and even there's preconceived concepts and ideas around what success looks like in business. And I think that's so frustrating because success looks different for everybody, um, you know. And it just it, it's frustrating because you are A lot of people start a business with the expectation that they need to prove themselves and their business to others before Mm -hmm. they do it for themselves. And, you know, it's, again, a child doesn't learn to walk because they're Mm -hmm. trying to prove themselves to anybody. They're just curious about what they're capable of doing. And they've seen other people do it and they don't question whether it's possible they know it is they're just getting up. They're having a goal. When they fall down, they get up and they have another go and no one ever tells them you can or you can't. They just That's right. keep trying. That's exactly right. So, Jerry, I'm really curious what's next for you in the world of your business. Uh, you know, what, what's, what's your next big goal? I mean, you've got grandbabies now. That's, so I yeah. know so your seasons season are changing. changing.
0: And that's another thing about this business is so wonderful about this business opportunity and this business model of direct selling and network marketing is that your, mm-hmm. your goal when you start your goal in the middle and when, where I'm at now is totally changed. My, my reasons are changing. My mm-hmm. why is changing all that stuff. And for now, mm-hmm. my biggest thing is creating a legacy for my family. And that's my biggest thing. I mean, back yeah. then, I, you know, even 10 years ago, I'm like legacy for my family. It wasn't in my brain yet. Like I was just in work mode, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's creating a legacy yeah. for my family and not just money, but I'm creating a legacy and that my kids and my grandkids see what I'm doing. They see that I'm working every day. They see that I am achieving things. They see that I am, you know, an author in a book or whatever. And they see that stuff. They, they see, they'll see this podcast and this podcast will be around unless everything changes in the world will be around when I'm gone. So they will, my great, maybe my great grandkids will able to watch this podcast and realize that what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm, I'm leaving a legacy for them in that I'm leaving what an example because we lead by example and with your team you lead by example and with your family you lead by example and with your you know co-workers you lead by example and so i'm leading by example for my family right now that's my biggest thing and that i want them to know no matter what that my business is never more important than them and that they always come first. Mm-hmm. And thank God I am in a, a, a company, a business model that actually lets me do that. I mean, I just came back from my grandson's yeah. first track meet. And if I was working a job, I wouldn't have been able to do that. But because I'm in this company where I have the yeah. freedoms that I have, I can work my business last night. I worked until almost 11 o'clock last night. But there's days when I take some time off, you know, and I took time off to go to my grandson's basketball games or his football games or, you know, whatever. And um, and I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed. And the legacy of learning how to never give up is what I'm
1: working on now for my grandkids. Mm -hmm yeah that's uh, that's really amazing and I I, you know I think any of our listeners right now that are listening to this episode will be able to feel not just your passion but your conviction for you know first of all what this industry is really truly all about and I think there's so much that you shared today that's been so powerful Uh, I really feel for where a lot of people are at I know that that's stuck feeling that, you know, mindset, getting your mindset into the right place, all of this, you know, the excuses that we make, these are all things that get in our own way. And, you know, you've really spoken into a lot of that today, Jerry. and I think anyone right now who was feeling maybe a little bit stuck in their business or unsure about if they're doing the right thing, you know, hopefully has sort of gleaned a little bit from you, from your experience uh, and your passion, but your conviction around, you know, we really make and pave our yes. own way, right? When we're growing yes. our business. and
0: mindset is important, but sometimes your mind like sometimes you just have to do it. Do the work. Like forget about what your mind is telling mm-hmm. you. Just just do it. Like take the steps that it's necessary. Open your mouth. You know, do those simple things yeah. and then you'll see that you know, your mind. your mindset will shift like your, your attitude will shift because yeah. you have shifted. It's, it's, you got to take mm. action because action equals results. So you can sit around and think about yeah. things all day long. You can think about, Oh, I got to change my mindset so that I can do this or not. Yes, you do. But at the same time, it's called do the work and the results will come.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, so good. Um, Jerry, I've got four of my favorite questions okay. that uh, I'm going to ask you now, uh, just as we wrap up. Uh, the first of these is what is your favorite book for us to add to our accelerator book list? Well,
0: I think that's a pretty easy question because it's the book that I'm a co author in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's all about- I love it I love it hold
0: it up telling. so anybody that's stuck you read this book this is called uh 22 women entrepreneurs and history making couples leaving legacy in network marketing so this book is um, all about creating a legacy and all about the basics of starting a business and the steps that it takes. And from all different, these people are from all different companies. Like there's all kinds of companies that are represented in here. So it's a really good book. And I'm just a co-author in the book, not just, but I'm a co-author in the book and I have a chapter and um, my chapter is keep on keeping on because that's my quote. And I bet you, you're going to ask me that next.
1: Yeah. So, what's your favorite quote, (laughs) Jerry? My
0: favorite quote is "Keep on (laughs) keeping on." And
1: I, I love it. Which goes with everything that you've said today. Just take action, get moving, do the work. I love it. So good. And if you could have a superpower, any superpower, any superpower, what could that be, and why, or what would that be, and why? Sorry. So, do you know
0: in Australia? Do you know that? the TV show bewitched. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if I had a superpower, I would pr- like, I really don't think I need a superpower, but I, I think God has just made me the way he wants me to be. But if I had a nose that <laughs> wiggled and I could just make like the dishes get done or the vacuuming done, or, or, the, <laughs> no, garden, right? or the garden planted yeah. without me having to or whatever, that would be kind of fun. But
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree, you know, a sudden clean yes. of the house. <laughs> the pantry sorted, exactly. the closet fixed. Yeah, yeah the bed yeah, made. Just the nose. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, wiggle the nose. Uh I love that. Um actually that's the first time we've had that one. We usually get flying, that's flying and reading minds are the two that we we hear most often. I um, but but I like those. Minds. I wouldn't want to either. I don't know why yeah. people say that, but, you know, each to their own. I think that would be such a scary too. thing to know what people <laughs> were thinking. Um, the last question, and by far probably my favourite, is if you could go back in time and you could say one thing to your past self, Jerry, what would that be?
0: I would say that life is about choices and you need to be very careful about the choices that you make because they will come back to bite you if you don't make the right choices. And the other thing I would Mm. say is if you see an opportunity presented to you, say yes, even though you don't know how to do it, even though you don't know how it's going to work, and then figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Really, really powerful and a really great way to end this episode. Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time out to um, to share your wisdom with me as well as our listeners, I really appreciate your time today, and it's been such an honor chatting with you. Thank you so very much. I I I had fun. It's been really great hearing about your story, and I think really inspirational. Certainly for a lot of people who right now are possibly using some of those excuses that you've just really, I think, kind of <laughs> tucked away and said, let's just forget about that today. So no, more excuses. Um, but, no more excuses right you don't need you don't need the path paved before you to be a pioneer and to do something right. amazing so thank you again so much Jerry and of course thank you to our beautiful listeners for tuning in this week don't forget if you love this episode two jobs for you right now number 1 make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of our episodes coming up Number two, uh, if you love this and you think of somebody or there's someone on your heart right now and you're thinking they need to hear this message, um, please share this episode with them. You know, this podcast is about impacting lives Mm -hmm. and, you know, particularly in this industry, helping people grow their businesses and reach the potential that they're here to to achieve. Mm -hmm. So please help us to do that and spread that message. So thank you again, Jerry. It's been so great chatting with you. and. you. Bye for now, everybody. We'll see you again on the podcast next week. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.